Hello, Andrew. Hello, Shelby, and hello, everybody else. This is Trip It To Me, a travel-centric podcast. Sometimes I try to get the NPR voice going, and it... <laughs> yeah, that was good. Thank yeah, you. Yeah, that was Thank good. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, we, we talk about travel. We planned itineraries last week. This week, uh-huh. we're going to talk about music. Um, yep. Mostly, we're just here to talk about things that are important to us. Sometimes things that really aren't important to us as well. Sometimes things that are funny. Sometimes things that are maybe only funny to us. <laughs> Most of the time, uh, I'd say. <laughs> yeah, probably. Yeah. Um, but, we reserve that right as the hosts of this show to talk about things that we think are funny. That's right. That's and we, we will mm-hmm. continue to do that. I mean, I don't want to brag, but at least 11 people keep showing up for every episode. <laughs> at least. <laughs> Those so, 11 people, minus you and minus me. So those nine people. Hey, I really haven't listened really to the last content. few. I haven't listened to the actually, last few. I haven't either. Oh my gosh. So, th- so at least 13 11. people. Whoa. At least 13 people. <laughs> oh, yeah. oh, oh, excellent. Well, Andrew, what are you drinking? I <laughs> am drinking <laughs> a <coughs> ruby red squirt with rum in it. And it is Very not my favorite thing. Yeah. Very <laughs> yeah. Do you want to tell us what um how much rum you put in? It's it's the equivalent of two splooshes. Um, okay. it was gonna be a sploosh and a half, and then the bottle was just there was just like like a half a sploosh in there, and I'm like I'm not We've going to there. I'm not mm-hmm. going to use this any other time. I don't even like this rum very much, as Shelby will attest when I've taken a drink of this before we started recording. Um, yeah, it's not very good. I'm just going to say, if you um, if you were in the, the fan club and mm. you uh, sponsored us, you'd be for, able to see the video of this and you'd be able yeah. to see Andrew's face every for, time he takes a sip. For the low price of $43 a month, you could be uh-huh. in the fan club and see all of that. Are yeah. you? Mm-hmm. No. No, you're not. But no. Because no one is. We know that you're not. <laughs> oh. Do you remember do you remember when things like infomercials always included like shipping and handling? So it was for the low price of, you know, four payments of twenty four ninety nine plus shipping and handling. I feel like we should add that in to the end of our Good idea. Spiel. Good idea. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, can I ask a sort of risque question? Uh, that <laughs> okay. I don't know if that I don't know if you have the answer to? Okay. Does does OnlyFans only is it only like adult sexual content? D- does anyone know this, or or can we like can you? <laughs> I gotta be careful what I say here. Um, please don't take this the wrong way. Can you and I start an adult only? <laughs> or, we can just do like screenshots of our like. <laughs> video chat of us just like and like you making a funny face when you drink yeah. your rum um i feel like what's the um what's the I website like called only fans did i say nope it? i feel like there's another site for um oh patreon i feel like that's yes. more of a patreon vibe and i think so too only fans but maybe they just no one's tried it on only fans is that am maybe. i saying this right yeah I guess yeah you are. <laughs> Someone's gonna come across. I mean, someone's actually accidentally gonna sign up for OnlyFans and gonna be like, "Let's look for some wholesome material," 
And then they'll come to our podcast. I want to see podcasters. (laughs) And they'll be like, well, this isn't that wholesome, but I will listen. I will listen. And then that's our first, that's our first uh, subscriber. Mm -hmm. I, um, I feel like maybe that this, this business plan is a little flawed. Yeah. Um, Okay. But I mean, you could, you could look into it if you want. I don't think I probably will. (laughs) (laughs) If you'd like to sponsor us. If you'd like to sponsor us, email us at tripatumi at mm-hmm. and yep. um, yeah, we do have other great business plans, but that that might not be it. Because while this is an adult podcast, it's not an adult podcast. <laughs> Shelby, Shelby, what are you drinking? I'm so sorry, you're still coughing. I know, I'm so sorry, everyone. I'm not apologizing to them. I'm apologizing to you. <laughs> I am drinking a. Tropical Fruits Cider. And um, I'm quite enjoying it. We're kind of in the it's same not... boat there. Tropical yeah. Fruit. I got a rum something going on. <laughs> a rum monstrosity. Yeah, <laughs> I like it. It's sweet. It's not too sweet. Do you know what tropical fruits are in there? Well, on the label. Yeah. There's a pineapple, a mango, and a passion fruit. Hmm. Um, rank those uh, from from top to oh. bottom. Oh, that's hard. Um, it's I not, have a tattoo hard. of a pineapple. Yeah. So I really, really, really love pineapple. That's correct. Um, but if you put a pineapple or like eight passion fruits in front of me, I'm gonna eat all of the passion fruit. Really? Wow! I, love I did not see that coming. I didn't know that I loved passion fruit until I moved here. Okay. And my mother-in-law has a passion fruit vine. And so, you know, in the season when, you know, they get harvested and yeah. when her vine does well, she just like gives them to me by the bag full and I consume all of them. My goodness. Maybe. So delicious. I was going to put passion fruit a distant third, mm. but maybe I just haven't had good passion fruit yet. Like, I don't think I had had passion fruit even before coming to New Zealand. Where where have you had passion fruit? Maybe I've just had, like, passion fruit flavored things. Maybe oh, I haven't had... Yeah. I've had, like, frozen passion fruit, but probably not, like, right. a ripe, fresh passion fruit. The experience of having a homegrown, fresh passion fruit that you, like, slice open, and you've got the little cup, and you have a little spoon, and you, like, shink, 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 and you, like, eat it just out of the little passion fruit cup? Oh, revolutionary will change your life it sounds like it yeah even when they're like kind of tart you're like oh 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 but it's so good yeah okay huh i have a passion fruit vine um it is just a baby i've had it for a year um but it's just starting to really grow and there are some buds on it which means it's gonna flower and that maybe it will give me some passion fruit and i am protecting this plant like nobody's business that's fantastic i'm excited to see what you harvest (laughs) which is that is a sentence i've never said to anyone (laughs) um um i harvested some potatoes today yeah and um ben was out working at his mom's house and he came back and i was standing in the kitchen with like this container of my potatoes that i was like oh baby potatoes i love you so much like just like ogling them and he went to walk into the front door, so he was taking his shoes off, 
but he was on the other side of the kitchen window and I was right there, but he didn't look inside. So he didn't know I was like right there, like holding these potatoes with a manic, like most crazy expression on my face. And so he's standing there taking his shoes off. He's looking down and I just go, potatoes. And he looks up and he's like, holy shit, like what is wrong with you? And I'm like, potatoes. A, a fair <laughs> question. Potatoes. And I'm just got this like stupid grin on my face and he goes, oh my gosh, like you just, you scared me so bad. Like my soul just left the body. He came inside and I'm like, potatoes. I like shoved them and it was, oh, I just, I was so excited. Oh, ben. I got to I'm so dump sorry, my ben. little container out and like root around in the dirt and like pull out potatoes that grew amazing. That's fantastic. Incredible. I'm proud of you. Thank you. Best Congratulations. Part of my day, That's great. This. I, I th- yeah, it seemed like you were having a pretty good day, so so that's that's a real high. I was having a great time with my potatoes. On on the heels of this, can I give you a a fruit hot take? <laughs> yes. If mango was easy, I'll make this extreme. I don't really mean it this extreme, but I will make it this extreme. If anyone knew how to like easily eat mangoes, they would be considered the best fruit. I yeah, I'm kind of with you. My friend will like sh- I've seen her do it one-handed. She'll hold the mango kind of like tall wise, so she'll hold it from the bottom. Yeah. Okay. She'll bite the little like stubby bit off of the top. Bite? She will peel it like a banana. And then she will eat it that way. Uh, one, that's fascinating. Two, that's proving my point. Like that does not sound <laughs> that does not sound easy or fun, really. And yet, it's I think maybe the easiest way I've ever seen to eat a mango. I think so. Uh, I mm-hmm. my friend told me the other day she went to a farmer's market and there was pre-cut mango, like fresh mango, and I was like that. That's the greatest thing of all. You have to buy as much as they have because I would I would pay five dollars for a pre-cut mango. Oh yeah, at, at right least there. yeah. No, yeah. no questions asked. Maybe yeah. maybe six fifty plus shipping and handling. Exactly. Yeah, and then I would tack on a subscription to trip it to me, and Absolutely. and then uh-huh. and then you're all set. Yeah. Thanks for going along with my take. That's been that's been fruit takes with Andrew and Shelby. No. Fruit takes with Andrew and Shelby. Doo 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 that was lovely, Andrew. Yeah. Um, we got a really fantastic email this week. We sure um, did. We really did. It was lovely. It was heartwarming. Mm, beautiful. It made me smile. It made Andrew smile. I put um, it up for a Pulitzer Prize. Yeah, uh-huh. yeah, it was it was a really great, and you know we we've gotten some pretty great emails, but yeah, um, can I just I say this, this one hit the right spot? Yeah, we're we're, we're gonna read this one. It's the first one we ever read. We have gotten mm-hmm. other emails, just oh, for the record. We have more than five, at least <laughs> less less than a hundred. Yes, yeah, but more yeah, than five. But actually, yes, and and I must say, getting an email is kind of one of my favorite things. It's just it's just so much fun. It's either really informative because we asked a question and then someone else went home and did the research and the homework and then told us about it, which I think is a great plan for us. Um, or they're just really affectionate and lovely, and I enjoy them. I completely agree. 
Before we get to the email, can I ask you a question that I meant to ask you off air, but I'm going to keep this in? Of course. We got another email from our hosting site today that said okay. we got a a response to like our Spotify question. Did you happen okay. to see this? No, I didn't. No? The problem is like I don't know how to get to the response. I spent I spent like 15 minutes like trying to figure out <laughs> one who responded and to like how to see it, what the actual response was. And I just got nothing. I, I could not figure it out. So, that is um, really funny. So if it's you, uh, thank you. Um, we don't know what don't you know. said, but I liked it. <laughs> oh, oh my gosh. That's hilarious. I'm going to have to go in and like, uh, I'm sure if you can't find it, like I won't be able to find it. It was very confusing to me. Uh, sometimes we put up questions with the, uh, with the Spotify stream of this uh, of this podcast uh, answer them if you want we won't be able to see it but <laughs> answer them oh, um, oh there's got to be a way to there we'll has to be out. a way yeah um do, would you like to read the email or would you like me to um i'd be more than happy to read the email all right go um, ahead i think um i i don't think i'll uh try to do his voice I think oh, I'll just yeah. read it in my voice. Yeah. Was that an oh, option? That would be really funny. Was that an option at some point? I mean, I was thinking about it a little bit, but I don't think I'm going to do that. Okay. Um, so this email is, uh, the subject line is, Big Cats of the Americas. So excited when I opened my podcast app and found a new episode. I'm Thank over halfway so through right now. Please tell me you're going to bring back the whistling segment and... One, two, three, four, five, six exclamation marks. So I think he really meant it. I don't think it was sarcasm. I don't think so either. And stay tuned. You, we might, we might not. Uh, oh, oh, uh. oh, 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 no, don't want to give away spoilies. All right. Thanks for inspiring me to learn something new. I share this with you now for your information because certainly it will save your life someday. I roll emoji. Excellent. From Wikipedia, the cougar, Puma concolor, <laughs> which I know I said that, it's Latin, uh, is a large cat native to the Americas. Its range spans from the Canadian Yukon to the southern Andes in South America and is the most widespread of any large wild terrestrial mammal in the Western Hemisphere. It is an adaptable, generalist species occurring in most American habitat types. Due to its wide range, it has many names, including puma, mountain lion, catamount, which I had never heard that word before ever, and I love it, and panther. Uh, from Kurt. Important to know also, the jaguar is not another name for the cougar. The jaguar, <laughs> pronounced panthera onca, is the third largest cat species in the world. Very good. So good to hear you two again, Kurt. Not as Our good as it is to hear from you, one. Kurt fan um kurt i cannot wait to have you back on and that will happen uh soon Very soon hopefully uh, uh there there is a plan in the works that we haven't told anyone about but i'm uh -huh. very excited about it um there is also a nice little email thread after this which shall be uh -huh. responded and 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 there was some um, inclination that I wouldn't read this, but I love emails, and I I, I was tracking along with every single one of them. Um, 
But yeah, no, it's uh, a fantastic, fantastic email. I had heard of Catamount before, but I've never heard it used. Like, I've never heard it used to describe... Like, I, I've heard of an animal, a catamount, but I've never... I never mm. knew it was this. It also seems like a word that would be, like, misused by a college student who's trying to be deep. Like, yes. This yeah. is catamount to this certain <laughs> Yes, exactly. Like, um, in, um, in, in Wesley's book, the, the catamount theme and the underlying, da, 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 da. yes, exactly. I think, I think so too. Oh yeah. Should we just like drop that word in yeah. different settings and then Absolutely. just, it's like a social experiment. We'll just see if people pick, are they like, yes, is catamount. <laughs> yes. Add it, add it to the bingo card. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Excellent. Can use catamount in a sentence incorrectly. <laughs> oh yeah i love it (coughs) so good i really enjoy especially on our instagram when someone messages us and we like take turns messaging them back and there's like a whole convert i always wonder if those people can tell who they're talking to yeah or or like that the person's changed yeah so if, if you've had a conversation with one of us or both of us on the instagram would you please Hi, Sophie. I just am... Hi, Sophie. I'm just really curious. Like, I'm sure Sophie would because she's my sister-in-law, and so she would definitely know the difference between me and you, like our speaking patterns and things, but... Yeah. What would you say... How would you say we different in text tone? I think I use more emojis. Okay. And I think I just am so enthusiastic, like, all the time. Sure. I think you have a more of a like a cool and collected tone. I mean, I try. <laughs> I mean, if you harvested potatoes, you'd probably be like, "Hey Shelby, today I harvested some potatoes. How cool is that? I'll eat these someday." Whereas I'm like, "Potatoes!" I would like, definitely. I, think that's, I definitely that's, try not to give. I would definitely not try to give one of those. Uh, been a heart attack. Uh, I that would not right. be in my plans. To um, be fair, was also not my plan. Just the excitement right. came out. I yeah. would like to say I would be very excited to show Ben any p- potatoes I potentially grow in my life. I'm sure he'd be very happy to see any of your potatoes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this isn't. This isn't <coughs> a, adults only. <laughs> <sighs> okay. Mm-hmm. Um, well, uh, thank you again. Thank you for the email, Kurt. Um, and thank good news. So good news. We have a whistling segment for you. And I've mixed it up a bit. Okay. Oh, my gosh. This whistling segment is special because I have three different tunes for you to guess. But they're all from major movies. They're the main musical theme oh, okay. from three huge movies that everyone has seen. No way you I know for a fact that you've seen you may not like, but you've seen all of these movies. Okay. Sounds good. Yeah. Shelby, so would you do this would you do this the courtesy of of telling us about the segment and then maybe just like a a recap of your last I don't know, three yeah. weeks of whistling? Because it's been a while yeah, since we've heard yeah. about it. So this segment originated um, 
because I'm a little bit bonkers and I was in the shower one day and I was whistling and I was like, oh, I'm just not good at this. And um, I think maybe it's because I'm nearing the end of my 20s. I'm discovering this, you know, new confidence of being almost 30. And I was like, well, I could just practice and I could just get better. And so I started practicing. Whether or not I've actually gotten better is highly debatable. Uh, in the last few weeks, I've practiced these like on and off again, but not with any kind of determination. Okay. So, um, so some of them will be a little funny because of that. Um, but like, I have practiced them a little bit. Uh, one of my favorite parts of this segment is you tell us that you've played them for Ben and then he has some sort of reaction. What does there, has that happened? Um, he recognized all of them. Oh, wow. Okay. Pressure's he, on. He, he, he recognized all of them. And I even asked him, I said, do you think Andrew will recognize these? Because Andrew has not recognized any. No, I so haven't So what this segment really. is, is I whistle a song and then Andrew has to guess what it is. But yeah. so far, Andrew has not guessed any of them. We, shout our out to our guest, our guests, Kinsey, yeah, who, Kinsey, who nailed it. And I, She was on it. Like, heard uh, it once, boom, knew what it was. I felt so, I was just, I felt so validated. The, I don't know. Maybe the question is, maybe I'm really bad at this. I... I think you enjoy reveling in the badness of my whistling and you, you're okay with not knowing because that's not really the point for you. That, that's my theory. Maybe. Maybe that's, no. what I'm go- maybe that's what I'm going for, but I wasn't going to say it out loud. It. Yeah. I think watching you listen to me whistle is maybe one of the funniest things that I experience in a week. So and for, I'm not mad and for the low price of forty seven ninety nine plus shipping and handling, shipping anyone and handling. could do that uh, anytime Absolutely. they want. Yeah. Absolutely. And I would I would seriously recommend it. It's very enjoyable. Yes. Okay. So All right, here we go. Major movies. Can't rapid believe fire, there's three. you get three of them. Are we gonna are they all back to back? Or are they they're not. They're individual. Okay. So okay. you could guess them one at a time, or I could just play them one, two, three, and then you have to remember, and that, that's funny. Okay. Um, I'll, I'll tell you what. Yeah, sounds good. We can do one, two, three. That's fine. Oh, okay. Okay. Are you ready? Yeah. All right, number one. Oh, hold on. Oh, my phone. Oh, restart, restart, oh. restart. No one restart, heard it. Restart, restart, restart. Okay, okay. Okay, here we go. No. No one knows. that one though I do have it I do have it (laughs) 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 
all you get for that one. <coughs> so if you, listeners, if you knew any of those, email us. Even if you don't know them, I just want to know your guesses, please. Okay, uh-huh. Andrew, what do you think the first one was? I, uh, can I get, can I do the second and third one first? Yes. Uh-huh. No, I have the second one. It was Jurassic Park. It was uh, by Mr. John Williams. <laughs> the third one, at first, I thought for sure it was Indiana Jones, but it was not. It was, no. And the last, like, three notes I got it, it was Harry Potter. <laughs> yes. Uh-huh. Wait, fir- I have to, that's the hardest one, because the intervals are just bonkers. I, I got, I may be lucky on that one. One, Melissa watches them. My wife watches them all mm-hmm. the time. Two, yeah. I used to teach kids that song on guitar. as like the the first song they'd ever play. Mm. So I I know the, I know how that one sounds played poorly. So it, it helped me in that case. <laughs> um, the first one I truly have no idea. Could I hear it again? Yeah, like it one more time. Okay. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, I don't know. <laughs> Here we go. Here we go. So here's Gosh. here's what I'm gonna say. That's the one I practice the least. Okay. Um, the first the first portion, uh, is the is actually the best part. So if you just really? listen to this bit, yeah. Are you sure? That I, is the best part. That's can I whistle part. it back? May I whistle it back? Yes, you can. Yes, you can. <laughs> I don't know if I can. <laughs> <laughs> That's all I got. I mean, kind of. Okay, listen to it one more time. Come on! I know you know this movie. Yeah, I got nothing. It feels especially relevant, given um, some of the shows and things we've talked about lately. Oh, is it Lord of the Rings? It's the Shire theme. Okay. Okay, yeah. And then it goes into the Fellowship theme. And you did try to whistle. Fantastic. Wow. Okay. Well, we did pretty good. Thank you so much for playing. Hey, you got some, though. Finally. It felt Two good. out of three is not bad. Yeah, and I mean the third wasn't explicitly told to me, um, but uh, but yeah, we will not count it. Yeah, it's been a while since I've heard that song. So okay, yeah. I really love I really really love Howard Shore's um, score. Yeah, it's for it's beautiful. Right? It's beautiful. Yeah, yeah. the Shire so theme is amazing. Yeah, and some of the most layered, complex. Everybody's got a theme. It the the tone of it is incredible. The range of the instrumentation, like it's just spot on. 
Yeah, I, I can't mm-hmm. disagree. It is an epic. Yeah. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, that was delightful. Thank you. That was no, thank you, Shelby. That was wonderful, oh. and I look, I look forward to the return of many more whistling segments. Mm-hmm. You're getting better. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, maybe. Uh, <laughs> um, maybe. I would also like to bring back a segment. Yes. Things I don't. Things you understand. don't understand. Yes. We may have talked about this before, and unlike other things I don't understand segments, where I just list something I don't understand and don't really have any interest in understanding, I'm going to use this things I don't understand segments. As a way to rant a little bit, uh, it's it's 20, 2022 AD, in case you're not aware. Thank you for clarifying that. We still don't know how to load planes. Like, <laughs> how, how are we this bad at loading an airplane? It's not hard. All you have to do is load it from the back, put the window seat people in first, and then you load towards the front. Fine. If you want to load first class first, that's fine. They have extra room. It won't get in anyone's way. Then you go from row 30 to row 6 or whatever the first row is before first class, and then it's Mm -hmm. done. You know how many airlines do this? time would be great. Yeah, that would be wonderful. You know how many airlines do what I just said? None. Zero. How? None. How? It doesn't make any sense. We could just talk about like airline policies in general. Like how is it that you can buy a ticket for a service and then they go, oh, no, just kidding. You're canceled, but we're going to sell your seat for twice as much. And like they just can. Or like you buy a ticket and they go, actually, we're not going to give you your money back even though you can't be on this flight. There's just things about the airline industry that do not apply to any other customer service industry in the world. And it's time that that should change. Yeah, I don't understand it. Um, the <laughs> things you're mentioning, I have not experienced it. I'm so sorry for people that have. Um, yeah. yeah, it sounds terrible. The, uh, But, like, we, we make first graders get in a single file line and then like drop them off at different places along the way loading a plane isn't that different from that all you have to do is put in the if you put in the first few rows then people can't get to the back rows without waiting for them to put up their bag and get in their seat if you sit people in the aisle first then then People who are at the window are going to have to make the people in the aisle stand up so they can get through, and they'll block the row. All, all you have to do, you don't even have to load from the back. You could just load the window seats first, and then you do the middle seats, and then you do the aisle seats. This is not hard to figure out. I figured I it would, out. I would argue that first graders, though, are easier to corral uh, than a bunch I, of people getting on a plane. I don't know. I've I've worked with first graders every day, and I'm not sure I agree. What about what about the family traveling together, and the mom's in the window seat, and the small child is in the aisle seat? But then they can just who's go in together. the middle so I guess seat? If you're, but I guess you're. Well, if it's I fly on baby planes, Andrew. There's just two oh, okay, seats sure, sure, there. sure. Yeah. Um, then they could go together. Traveling together can just go together. If you take up a but whole. But I would like. 
If, if you take up a hold row, you can go. You can Always. go last. Honestly. I would like them to personally call my name, and then scan my boarding pass, and then I can, and then they can call the next person's name. Shelby, and that's then, just you know. ridiculous. <laughs> and then I would like a glass of bubbly as I sit down. And I would like to not have to pay for first class. And I'd like a very attractive person to put my bag into the overhead bin for me. Why do they have to and be attractive? Like to why, why can't they just, like, you're asking too much. If, if I have the option, I'd rather be surrounded by really nice people to look at. Okay. I think that's reasonable. I don't think we and, have that option. I'd like to never Definitely be sat next to someone who wants to make small talk. Yeah. I didn't hear what you said. Was it self-defecating, Andrew? No, it was uh, American defecating. <laughs> Depre- de- deprecating. Thank deprecating. you. <laughs> but the defecating well, fit in with the joke, of actually. Me, so. <laughs> uh, oh, man. On a roll tonight. Um, Where were we? What What was happening? Well, you took my things I don't understand and made unreasonable unreasonable oh, right, requests. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. Where I just want a better loading system. That's it. That's it. It's not right. hard. No, that's reasonable. Just put me in charge of it. I would do it what? for um What if everyone somebody. lined up before getting their boarding passes scanned like in the order of the plane? Yeah, it's not hard. Yeah. Again, or you just, or you just be like, if you're traveling in a group that takes up a whole row, or you have a window seat, go ahead. Mm. <laughs> or they just call everyone's name individually when they're allowed to go. Sure, and then have a very attractive person load their bag into the storage and and, and give them a glass of, of champagne and yep. and, and, um, and not make me sit next to someone who wants to talk to me. Yeah, and there's plenty of leg room, and and you don't feel bad about reclining your seat because there is plenty of leg room and. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. sounds good. I like your way the best, honestly. Thank you. Yeah. Great. Uh, any special requests for people who load your bag? No. No? Just just anyone. As long yeah. as they look nice. I just like pretty things. Yeah. Okay. Sounds good. Yeah. Uh-huh. All right. Uh, Shelby, have you, have you been doing anything? Watched anything? Ate anything? Been harvesting. Uh, cried about yeah. anything? That's good. Yeah. yeah. Uh, let's see. What have we been doing? We've been um, kind of funny. We've been going through How to Get Away with Murder. How to Get Away with Murder. Which is a Viola Davis show. But <laughs> Thank like, you for letting me do that. And just stopping. and then. <laughs> <laughs> no uh, yeah, okay. Uh, what's interesting is that it's still... Is like a TV like network show that now we're streaming, and it's interesting. I sit back and I watch, and like we're enjoying it, but it definitely feels like a TV network show, yep, and not a streaming show. And I just find that really interesting that like shows have changed enough that even though like it was not that long ago, uh, it has kind of a different feel and a different vibe to it. So that's really interesting. It's not um, that old either. It's really not. In the last decade, and, at least. Yeah, and I reckon it it was probably one of the last network shows that I got excited about. 
But yeah. because we didn't have cable and then I moved overseas, like, never watched it. But it's on Netflix now. So we've been watching it on Netflix. So, yeah, kind of kind of interesting, that. But um, it's also one of those shows where you kind of can't watch too much because everyone's just angry all the time. I think right. we're in season three. And everyone's just really upset all of the time. It's always survival mode. It's always get out of one crisis, go into another one. And when I was watching Suits, I eventually stopped because of that. Everyone was just so mad all of the time. And I'd watch like two and a half episodes and I'd be like, why am I so mad at everyone? Oh, that's why. So hopefully this isn't like that. We're trying to watch it in smaller doses. Do you, um, but, uh, do you find that in a lot of things? Is it, uh, does media generally, I don't know if you call it mood, but generally mm. affect your or mood or is it, Oh yeah. and, and is it always a, like a, a negative? If you're watching something happy, does that, does that mm. like make your day better? Yeah. <laughs> I don't think, I don't think it's always a negative. Yeah. I maybe I'm more susceptible to it when it's a negative. Um, whereas something that's maybe a little bit lighthearted won't necessarily make me happier, but it's just more neutral. And yeah. it just keeps me where I'm already at. Um, but no, we definitely, we always have a short show. We have a long show. And then we usually have something else kind of floating around. And we do it specifically so that way we have kind of like a light and breezy shorter show and then more of a heavy drama and it works quite well because there's just sometimes where you're watching something and you're like ugh, this is heavy like this too like right now we're watching it's way too much but we're watching how to get away with murder we're watching the boys on prime and we're watching the midnight club and they're all heavy and, and so we're long, kind of they? and long so we're a little out of balance at the moment we haven't found that that short show quite yet. Yeah. Um, we usually have got one lined up. Yeah. Mm. Um, yeah. Do you... Do... Do, do you think it's... Uh, we talked... You said, like, if it's happy, it might keep you neutral. If it's angry, you might be a little less patient with people. Is that fair? Yeah, just, just angsty. If it's... If it's sad, does it drag you down? Does it depend on the show? It depends on the show. I don't think it usually drags me down. I think if it's... If it's the the right situation, it can just be kind of draining. Where, like, you finish the episode and you're like, ugh, whew, you know, like, gotta get up and go do something else. But I don't think it will, like, actually make me sad. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I wonder, I have a lot of, not really even theories. They aren't even that, mm. they're, they're half-baked at best. Um, I, I sometimes wonder if, like, we talk a lot about how many shows there are and how it's just impossible mm. to keep up. But I sometimes wonder if there are so many just heavy shows that, like, maybe if we all just stopped watching so many, we <laughs> might just be a little better off. I don't I don't know if it's true. I, I genuinely yeah. don't. Um, but, it, yeah, I mean, it, it's hard. 
not to wonder. And, and I don't think it affects me like it affects a lot of people. Um, I don't mm-hmm. say that as uh, like that's that's just how I consume media. I don't really get wrapped up in in things that easily. I don't think. Um, I might be looking at it from a different perspective or, or, or I just don't like, like when I'm watching a, a mystery, like I'm not trying to figure out who right. did it. Like That's just not my way of watching it. Um, so I don't know. And I, I think, I think when I used to watch, uh, sports, sporting events, especially with teams that I really, really cared about. Like, it would affect my mood afterwards. And sometimes still does, but to a much... Like, after a while, I was like, oh, you should probably fix this about yourself. Like, it doesn't... <laughs> it's a game, and, and yeah. it doesn't really yeah. matter. And, and like, yeah, yeah I, it, when they win, it brings me happiness and joy, like it should when, when you're celebrating something with, with a group mm-hmm. of people who are out cheering for something. But when they lose, I mean, like, it probably shouldn't ruin your week. Um, and, (laughs) and for the most part, I think I'm a lot better at that than I used to be. Uh, but I, I wonder if we're just doing that to ourselves with all these heavy TV Mm -hmm. shows and movies and, and because there's so much, uh, I hope Mm not. Uh, and I don't think so. Like I, I love the heavy, like I love the, yeah, I love the heavy. Um, and I think sometimes the heavy, the heavy has a way of providing a narrative for things that are already heavy. Yeah. Like, you know, in the boys, there's definitely a theme about like, like dominant power structures and how people can, like vulnerable people can be taken advantage of within that system. And like, it's infuriating but it's, like, also a relief, like, oh, thank God people are talking about this. Like, thank goodness that this is high enough on people's radar that it's made it into, like, a major production. Like, this is a conversation that's happening right now. And, like, the fact that it's in a show and we're watching it is heavy, but I'm also really fucking glad. Like, it's really validating. So, I think in some ways, you know... uh yeah, I think in a lot of ways the heavy just reinforces the heavy that we already feel. But I also know, I think for me it's just more about energy usage. Like if we sit down on the couch after a day of work and hardly say anything to us to each other and we sit and we watch something while we eat dinner and we kind of get stuck in that for a few hours, by the time we're done, I'm like ugh, like my brain feels tapped, I feel like foggy, I don't feel rested. And I think that's the trap that a lot of people fall into is that, like, you think that sitting and watching something is going to be restful, but it's actually not. Yeah. It actually I, takes more than it gives. I agree. I agree yeah. with that for and sure. I think that, like, that mass consumption at that level is really dangerous because it feels harmless, but it's not actually. And when yeah. I think about all the other things I could be doing or not doing, even just sitting and reading or sitting and listening to music or just being outside or going on a walk or like whatever. All of those things would be better for me in my brain. And I would actually feel better if I did those things instead, you know? So I think a lot of it is just about moderation, but, um, like, yeah, I guess I think the angsty shows affect my mood more than anything else. Which and I is, think it's more, I mean, it makes sense like neurologically yeah. and everything. Yeah. Yeah. 
And I think it's more that, like, by the end of it, I feel like there's been a cat scratching at my ankle, and I just have to kick the cat away and get off the couch and, like, leave it alone. Like, that's what it feels like. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. All right. What, Thank um, you. You're, wel- you're welcome. What have you been watching, enjoying, or <laughs> Ooh, um, I don't know, I don't appreciating? Know what have you been? Um, what change have you been contemplating? Oh my gosh. Um, what new thing have you experienced? Uh, what's br- like broadened your horizons? Wow! 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 What has really been catamount in your week? Um. <laughs> uh, Good stuff. Um, I'm going to do two movies really quick. One, well, I'm going to do the first one really quick. I rewatched Pop Star, which is a movie from like the mid 2000 teens. Um, and it's uh, it's this mockumentary starring um, Andy Sandberg and the, I think they're called The Lonely Island. Um, that, that band and all the, you know, all the SNL songs that they wrote over the years. Um, Mm -hmm. and it's, it is very funny. Like people should watch it. It is, it is vulgar and, and really dumb, but it is, (coughs) it is very, very funny. And I thoroughly enjoyed the hour and like 25 minutes, which is, uh, again, like a perfect movie time for a comedy. Um, yeah, I had a, I had a great time. Um, you, I hadn't watched it in many years and it holds up pretty well. Um, again, it's pretty dumb, but some of the, some of the songs are, are so good. Um, <laughs> on a completely different note, I also watched The Northmen, uh, oh. which is a, 2022 movie starring um, Alexander Skarsgård, uh, I think uh, Nicole Kidman, Ethan Hawke, Willem Dafoe, Bjork is in this, and I did not realize that was Bjork. Okay. Interesting. Um, it's, it's directed by uh, Robert, Robert Eggers, who, or Eggers? I can't remember. Um, but he has made some... Uh, some very good, but very like, ooh, this is tough movies, um, including The Lighthouse, which also starred Willem Dafoe, and I think uh, I think that was the one with Robert Pattinson. That was a few years back, but people really, really liked that one. It's a little bit of a horror movie, so I haven't seen that one yet. Um, but The Northman is about... I'll try not to give much away. Uh, it's about... Uh, there's a kid, it's an epic, and there's a kid who, it's kind of a Viking-esque movie in those in those years. I don't know what year it's actually set in, but um, a long time ago. And his, uh, the, this young Viking who's a prince, his, his father is killed and his mother is taken. And then the, the rest of the story is about uh, him avenging them essentially uh finding them finding his mother and avenging his father uh it is it is a lot um one of the most brutal movies i've ever seen in my life it is bloody and and over the top and disgusting at times yeah uh and yeah just grotesque it's it's disgusting um, but 
there's also like some it, it's a very masculine movie uh, almost almost Braveheart-esque or or you mm. know those those early 90s movies that star Mel Gibson or whatever and it's just like <laughs> uh-huh. oh uh-huh. this is this is a lot I don't think I'm I don't think I love this um at this stage of my life um but then there's also some like like sort of they're they're not drug scenes per se but they feel like like drug scenes in a movie where it's like whoa what's what's happening now why is mm. why is Willem Dafoe all of a sudden on the screen and and being so weird um <laughs> it's it's one of those movies where it's like, oh, this is really, really good, and I hope I never see this again. Uh, <laughs> I'm not sure I'm enjoying myself. Um, so yeah, it was it was an excellent movie. Uh, I would say they absolutely made what they set out to make, and mm. it was wonderfully done that way. And and it uh, it uh, tells a story of of his. Revenge and avenging someone worth sacrificing the rest of your life over um, mm-hmm. is kind of an ancient story in that way, and um, and yeah, it's really good. And I don't think I really enjoyed myself while watching it. So um, it, it's yeah, it's one of the best movies I've seen this year, though. So there yeah. you go. Where does it uh, where does it fall on your list? Uh, let me let me look. I did put it in. I think I had it around number five. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, it was number five. Hmm. Because we've talked about this, like, I, I would really like to see this movie. Um, ben and I have been through our, like, Viking phase. Yeah. Um, I would be really curious to see, yeah, I guess just to compare, like, and some of the other shows and things, like, how violent those are compared to the movie. Sure. Um, ben and I kept saying when we watched Vikings, like, how did Vikings even survive themselves? Like, they, like, at least the way that they're portrayed in shows and things, it's just like, they were just murdering each other all of the time. And then all of, like, the blood sacrifices, every time someone has to drink blood, all I can think is, bloodborne pathogens! Like, I'm like, how did you people even survive into the 21st? Like, how did you have descendants that are, like, modern people? Like, how? Um, so I would be curious to see... Yeah, they can in there. I haven't watched the Viking shows that you have. Um, mm-hmm. I can't imagine they're any more brutal than this. Or at least some right. of the imagery, I can't imagine them being right. worse than this. <laughs> there's, the a, one that likes- there's a few particular scenes where I was like, oh, I think I'm going to look away for a bit. There's um, There's one scene, but it's it happens a few times in Vikings, but it's called the Blood Eagle. And it's, it like, it was a real thing that they did to people. Ugh. And, like, they the person would be alive. But do you, do you not want me to tell you about this? No, go ahead. Just no, I'm, okay, okay. I'm interested. I think it's so interesting. Horrible. Horrible, but right. interesting. Um, like, goodness gracious. But the person would be alive, standing oh. up, and they would... Let me get this straight. They would cut through their back... And expose the lungs, and then everything would fold out like flaps, and the lungs would come out, and you, you like you see their lungs moving because they're still breathing, but that they come out like wings, 
So the whole person's back is just completely exposed. And it's supposed to, like, give them a chance to, like, redeem themselves to go to Valhalla. But, like, really bad people end up getting, like, the blood eagle done. And, and again, we sat there and we were like, how the fuck did these people survive this age that they lived through? Maybe, maybe it's not any more brutal than that. Um, but I'm not sure. It was a lot. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I don't... Ugh, yuck. I don't think you should watch the Viking show. No, I don't, I don't think, think I you'd want like to. Them. We had to take a break at one point. We had to stop. Right. Because I was like, this is too much. There is so much violence. There is so much hatred. I can't do this. And so we took a break for a while and then came back to it. I don't know how much I like watching historical violence. Right, right. Like outlandish, like Tarantino esque, does not bother me in the least bit. John it Wick, feel real. yeah, John Wick, like action adventure stuff, um, doesn't bother me at all. Right. But you get into something like this, and it's it, it's more, it's not more thought out because those movies are incredibly creative and mm. and all of that. But it's more, like, oh, I can't believe someone did that to a human. Right, and the things we're like, capable of doing. Yeah, yeah, uh huh. And it's just, ugh, yuck. Yeah, I get that. I we're very much different in that way because I love the true crime and yes, you do, you do all of that and the historical, you know, all of that stuff. So we're a bit different, but I but I understand it. And yeah. there's sometimes when I can't. I've been wanting to watch the the Jeffrey Dahmer um, documentary right. on on Netflix for weeks, and I just can't do it yet. Sure. So I understand. Yeah. I don't know if Philly I like tomorrow. epic. Yeah, good luck. I don't know if I like epics at this point in my life. I don't know what's going on. Yeah. Um, like I like the Lord of the Rings trilogy, like we talked about. Hmm. I think last episode or two episodes ago. Um, but <coughs> I I don't know. Hmm. I used to like fantasy yeah. a lot, but I'm not I'm not sure if I really am digging it these days. I think that the Mandalorian is a sci-fi epic. It has the same structure. Yeah, I agree. Where it's, you have to go from this place to this place and accomplish this thing. And then you have to go to this place and fight this guy. And then you have to go to... But I think the structure of that gets tiring. Because it feels very, do this, do this, do this, do this. Accomplish the goal, you know. And I think I... I think I want something that, yeah, maybe feels a bit more complex than that. Yeah. No, that's that's fair. I don't. I can't point to a ton of like. If we're talking Mandalorian specifically, I, I'm not sure I could point to like a ton of themes in that show. <laughs> if that yeah. if that matters, like overriding themes, um, which like I enjoy and and is something like I looked for if, eventually in a show. Yeah. But and if it doesn't have it, then it might take away something for me. Um, mm-hmm. but I also know tons of people who just like the episodic, like, okay, this is what's going to happen here. And, and it kind of mm-hmm. pertains to just that episode. And then uh, I think, I think there's room for both people. Yeah. It's hard to make a show that both sets of people like though. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, mm-hmm. well, we're only 55 plus minutes into this podcast. Should we t- get to the topic? Yeah, probably should. Yeah, okay. Do you want to explain it for us? Sure. Uh, I think we mentioned this 
a couple episodes. Well, no. Oh, I'm so sorry. I'm going to reference an episode that hasn't come out yet and might not come out for a bit. Never mind. Um, so uh, so let me let me reintroduce. Uh, music is honestly how Shelby and I met. Uh, we both were in uh, we're both music majors in, in, in college, and I was playing music with some friends at the time, and a mutual friend introduced the two of us, and we started playing music together. And, thanks, um, Jen. Thanks, Jen. Uh, I'm sure you're listening, Jen. Uh, <laughs> and if you are, I think I might have told an embarrassing story or two about, <laughs> about myself, and I'm so sorry. <laughs> um, anyway. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, so, we had a, outside of our, I don't know, was it like our third or fourth episode where we talked about Gang of Youth's album? Mm. Um, we haven't really talked about music, so we wanted to do an episode about some of our our favorite music moments that we've got to experience. Uh, I can't believe I got Shelby to do a top five list, and I didn't even <laughs> like, I didn't even like push very hard or anything you didn't it even was... have to twist my arm all the no. way behind my back uh, you know what i think was the key is hmm. that a couple of weeks back i was like i know i'll never get you to do a top five and then a few weeks later you're like we could do a top five here i think i think that's yeah. what subconsciously got us there I maybe I not like even subconsciously oh yeah. i oh i know it was not conscious if that's what okay. it was. I think part of it was also like, oh, this means I don't have to plan an itinerary and I can't I can't do any more than what I'm doing right now. <laughs> yeah. mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Well, you did a great itinerary last week. So Thank now you. we're going to talk about some memories, which usually leads us down some some paths <laughs> in, this, in this podcast. We're so sorry are, if this goes way too long. Are yours ordered in any particular way i know um i have a i have a hard time ranking top fives usually which is mm. uh you're here i feel like you'd laugh at me for that because i always make lists uh-huh. um uh-huh. but usually when i do a like a podcast with someone i just don't want to be too redundant so i move around the top five as i go um okay, okay. but no, I'm not sure. I mean, we're going to talk about five of the most amazing memories in my whole life, really. Um, yeah. So there's not really like a. I, I don't think. I don't think this is number one, and this is number five. Uh, I will say that my number five is is definitely lower than the others because it involves me doing something instead of enjoying someone else. So, um, but other than that, mm-hmm. no, I, no, it's not really, not really, and. In order. How about you? Um, nah. They're also different. I think I'd have a hard time ranking them. Yeah. Um, do you want to go first or would you like me to go first? And would you I like would... to say anything else? Um, no, let's, let's, let's do it. Let's jump in. I can go right. first. All right, go for it. Um, so I think I've talked about before on the pod, uh, that I had a few weeks of my senior year of high school that I was introduced to Les Mis on our way to our um, state 
competition for theater, which I did talk about it because Andrew laughed hysterically about the fact that we could go to state for theater. I um, honestly thought we should do a whole episode about that week, but Shelby didn't seem too into it, so we've we've tabled that for now. There's, I mean, there's lots of content for it, but I just oh, am not yeah. sure I'm ready to rehash it. But um, no, on the on the drive up, I was with a couple of friends and with my theater teacher and I'm sure we were playing some shitty music that he didn't want to listen to. And so he handed us his iPod, his chunky iPod. And, um, he had the 25th anniversary concert edition of Les Mis. So I would highly recommend it. Uh, the only downside is that it has Nick Jonas in it, but otherwise. What's wrong with Nick Jonas? He's just not the best actor, but he, he does. I mean, Put him on a stage with How old Broadway. Was he? Was he? Huh? Was, he uh, was he the kid? Oh, he was like an adult. No, he was an adult. Really? Well, who did he play? Like a like a young adult. He played Marius. Uh, that kind of that kind of makes sense, actually. It it kind of does, but like, put him on stage with Ramin Caramlu uh, right, right. and Alfie Bow. Like, cannot even hold a candle. Like sure. these are. Classically trained Broadway performers, some of the best singers for the stage, and then there's Nick Jonas. Anyway, now if it was totally Harry Styles, fine. I mean, we'd right, be that would be a totally we'd different thing, right? right? <laughs> totally different. Everything thing. would be okay. Yeah, Harry Styles. Um, so we're sitting there, I'm listening, and I'm just like, my whole world is just like someone opened French doors, onto like out onto the the world. My whole horizon is just poof, and like absolutely got obsessed with it. So went home, bought it, put it on my little baby iPod and in between classes and like on my way driving from home to school, I would just listen to it constantly for like two weeks until I knew it backwards and forwards and had figured out, ah, oh, in the first act they used this song, but then they bring that song again with a different character, but the mirrored like, the symmetry of that is because those characters, blah, 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 all of this stuff. I mean, just, like, totally sunk my teeth into it. There's so many words. Also, because it was a concert version and not a staged version, there were some kind of plot things that got missed because it wasn't, it's not a stage version. And so I had to listen to it a few times to kind of pick up on all of that. And, um, yeah, I was just completely obsessed. That summer... It was going through Portland, the Keller Auditorium. And I'm pretty sure I had made my mom listen to Les Mis like once or twice. I'm sure she begrudgingly listened to it um, and was like, oh, yes, my odd daughter. Well, yes, whatever, whatever will make you happy and will make you stop talking about it. That's what I will do. So uh, it was going to the Keller Auditorium and I was so desperate to see it. And I was like, mom, let's go. We looked at tickets and I was like, I'll buy your ticket. Like, please just come with me so we can experience this thing. And so we drove up, saw the show, and at intermission, I just remember looking over and she was, like, we were both just, like, speechless, which was very exciting for me because I was like, yes, come into the world of musical theater, mother, come with me. And she was just completely blown away, totally into it. And by the end of the show, like, when the barricade falls... And when, like, everyone dies, we were just sobbing quietly in our seats, completely lost our shit. And I just remember thinking, like, I'm not sure, I'm not sure what can beat this. Like, 
all of the things I'm feeling, how like it's still so relevant as a production, as a story today, as it was when it was written, and like all of the incredible things that I know about it, and the musical composition, and it, you know, the book was written in French, and now it's been converted to English, and I just, my brain just went wild with all of the things, and it's just one of the most emotive pieces of music that I've come across, just personally, in the storytelling, and, um, and just in, in the composition of it, and that experience, being there in the room, it really is different to hear music live, and it's different you know, I, I'm, I'm a strong believer that there are some things that just do not compare on a screen. Seeing a Shakespeare play is one of those things. You lose so much of the life if it's on a screen. But when you're sitting there in person, there's life to it. And I think that this is one of those things where it's like you're sitting there. You're with real people. You're in an audience. The atmosphere changes your like empathy changes because it's this real person in front of you telling the story the way that the sound fills the auditorium having a live orchestra it's just nothing is quite like it and I think that's that's why people get hooked on theater for sure and I think that's why people get hooked on live shows and on live music is because there's it there's really hard to it's really hard to find anything to compare it to I I completely agree with that um mm -hmm. Yeah, there's something that happens, uh, be it singing along at a rock show or, or watching mm. someone perform. Um, there's, I mean, there's obviously scientific things that happen inside your brain. There's emotional yeah. things that happen. Memories are triggered. Um, there's so much that's going on uh, that you can't help but feel, feel something. <laughs> yeah. Um, mm -hmm. yeah. This, uh, I have some... I have a couple things. Okay. Uh, one, a proposal for this episode. It's not going to mm -hmm. apply to every single one, but everyone that doesn't involve us, can you recommend a song from the soundtrack or from the artist that we're going to be talking oh. about um, that yeah. people could go listen to? Um, oh. Which That's goes great. into my next question is, do you have a favorite song from Les Mis? It, it, right. These don't have to be the same. You could get into recommendations here if you play this yep. carefully. Yep. Um, well, just be careful because if you go um, hunting for great Les Mis songs, you will end up in a puddle of sadness and then of grief and then of some joy at the end. Um, so just be warned. Mm, just, um, yeah, sort of joy. <laughs> yeah. Yes, a relief. Um, um, Alfie Bo specifically singing Bring Him Home is, like, I have goosebumps right now thinking about it. Because Alfie Bo, there's, there's one thing when you can make someone feel something because the music is loud and it's overwhelming and it's huge and it's big, but it takes so much control and skill and talent and emotion when you're singing something very quietly and you can make someone over like just feel overwhelmed with emotion and i've heard different people sing this song bring him home and alfie bow takes the cake he just kills it and it captures everything that that song is it pulls you in it holds you there until you are 
a sobbing mess. And I, yeah, would highly recommend. Um, yeah. But also, um, Ramin Karimlu has played um, Jean Valjean, and I just adore that man. He is so fucking talented. And so just listen to him sing anything. Anything sure. at all. Mm hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, good good choices. Thank you. Uh, I can, may I piggyback off yours before giving my my number five? Sure. I love Les Mis. It's one of my favorite musicals as well. Uh, I have been lucky enough to see it live, I think twice. Um, one time was at a little theater in Issaquah. Um, Issaquah is right outside of Seattle, Washington. And it was a local production, but they brought in someone who had played um, Jean Valjean in, in a much bigger setting. And we somehow ended up sitting in the front row, and it was oh. it was incredible. Like, it was, it was so much fun. I don't really remember specific moments, but I, I just remember mm-hmm. being... I, I'd never been up that close for a musical theater show. Um, mm. And it was like you could, like, I'll, I'll, I'll happily go to any musical theater show, but I'll usually just get the cheap seats, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah. So seeing the, the actors' faces and, and watching um, getting <coughs> spit on a little bit. I mean, and it's... Feeling the sweat be right, wiped right. off their brow. It's, yeah. a, it's a different experience and something I'll never forget. Um, I also saw it at the Paramount Theater in Seattle, which is a lovely, lovely place. And um, the empty chairs at empty tables is not my favorite song, uh, just when you think of it as a song. But the the production of it and and the different takes on it I've seen from Mm. the different outlets are are what stick with me. And and it's it's quite beautiful. Um, Yeah. Yeah. when Lemus the movie came out, which is not great, admittedly, um, it's fine. It, it's, it's fine. There's some good parts. There's some not good parts. Some of the Russell production Crow. things that they um, did is cool, but but yeah, but then but then there was Russell Crowe. Yeah, um, like the live singing for the scenes is what was like really interesting. And, yeah, that was and then great. There was Russell Crowe. That was yeah. a smart idea. Um, and then that guy made Cats a few years later. Anyway. Oh my um, gosh. <laughs> uh, that came out uh, my senior year of college. I saw it over Christmas break uh, mm-hmm. with with a lot of my family. Loved it. Like was swept away the whole thing. You know, um, hadn't really seen the musical before. I proposed to Melissa on New Year's Eve that year, and then it was like nine p.m. And I was like, hey, you want to you wanna go see this movie? I really <laughs> like this movie. Do you want to go see it? We don't have anything else planned for the rest of the night. So we saw it after, like three hours after I proposed. We went, went and saw <laughs> maybe the most devastating musical ever written. Yep. Um, and yep. and I, uh, good memories. Um, yeah. And I don't know if... She really enjoys the movie or not? I don't. I don't even know if she likes the musical that much. Um, <laughs> but she was like, "Yeah, let's let's go. It sounds good." Um, yeah, and uh, yeah, it, it was it was a fun time. I was just that into it at that time where I was like, mm-hmm. "Yeah, I want to go see it again. Let's let's go." It does that. It does that to you. Yeah, 
For the record, I did plan like a full day of other stuff that was <laughs> that was more romantic and fun. And Andrew and, was uh, like, "All right, it is. It's six o'clock. I'm gonna propose, and then <laughs> let's we'll make the nine. <laughs> let's make the nine o'clock showing of limits." Um, <coughs> as far as actual songs uh, from Les Mis, uh on my own is is my favorite. Yeah, Ooh, classic. Just so good. Um, that yeah. by the Maybe way, that is the best part of the movie as well. Is is Eponine? Yeah. Oh, she. Oh, she's well, because she's actually a Broadway star. Exactly. Uh huh. Yeah. Very good. Uh, anything else? I mean, uh, you need to cut me off. I could talk about Les Mis okay. for the next okay, three okay, hours. Okay. So we need to move on. Yeah. Uh, for my fifth one, I'm gonna go with. Um, uh, we included a few of us performing into these lists, um, and I'm I'm gonna get that out of the way nice and quick. Because you just feel so uncomfortable about it, don't you? <laughs> I do. I do. Um, you're a, you're a more. Uh, you'll you might fight me, but you're a more talented performer and more used to it than I am. Um, so, in uh, in college, I wrote a a grouping of songs. Um, at the time, I called it a concept album, but that that might be a little generous. Of uh, it was a story about a boy whose mom gets cancer, which um, was loosely based on what happened to me when I was a, when I was around that age. Um, and I wrote all of these songs um, and didn't know what to do with them. They were they were mostly just for me, and I had a good time writing them. And then um, I started playing them for a few people. And at that time, I was surrounded by some some lovely people, uh, notably Jen, who keeps coming up on this episode. Hi, Jen. Um, and uh, a lady named Annie Ashley, who played uh, who played piano and and sang quite beautifully, and uh, and they helped me um, uh, make these songs come to life, and and I finally got to perform them uh, for. Not just my friends. I remember a bunch of my high school friends driving down from from Bellingham um, at the time, which is a couple hours away from Seattle, and it was very nice of them. Um, it meant a lot. And then friends from college, and also my family came, and I got to just perform this group of songs that, that meant a lot to me. Um, I think I, I stated in this episode that I'll keep teasing um, that hasn't come out yet, but <laughs> I, I don't know if any of these songs are, are good. I, re- I really don't. Um, I don't think a lot of them probably were, but, um, when, when I'm writing, I won't speak for everyone, but a lot of times you, you conceive of a, of a project or something in your head, whatever your creative outlet is, you conceive of it and you hope that the final product somewhat resembles what's in your head and on that night uh there there are a few moments where i like stepped back and was like oh wow this is this is what i pictured and this is what i hoped for and um and that that meant the world to me and i'll never forget that night it was it was wonderful and and afterwards i think we went and got some food and and yeah it was um yeah without without the help of again annie and jen and and then and then everyone being there with me, uh, it, I, I just felt something different than any other time I've performed music. And that, that mm-hmm. was really, really fun. Um, 
Shelby came in uh, about a year later and, and played some of those songs with me, and that was that was beautiful as well. Joe, uh, my friend Joe Babcock, also uh, would play with us once in a while, and and um, uh, it really means a lot to me, and I think I think it means a lot to other artists when someone like helps you see something through, and um, mm. yeah, it just encourage not only if if you're trying to see something through and and trying to work on a project out of out of your own mind or if you know someone who's doing that just just be there and see how you can help them it um they won't soon forget it and i don't think you probably will either so um yeah i uh, that that was a, that was a lot of fun um our one of our favorite college professors uh, Ms. Way Fells came to that show and she's a sweet, I don't know how old she is. She had kind of an old soul, <laughs> I think. Uh-huh. Um, but this this lady from Japan who uh, was a wonderful professor, a great, mm-hmm. great music theory professor, um, taught me most of what I know about music, honestly, yeah. as far as the technical side. And, and she came, it was not her thing. Um, like this was not the music she would listen to, but she came and she knew it meant a lot to me. And she wrote notes about each song and like, they were all nice, kind, like really thoughtful notes. And it was the sweetest. I will never forget that. Um, yeah, it was, it was so, so nice. Um, which is, which is just made even sweeter by the fact that she was the professor that when freshmen came in their first year. Like, it, I don't want to say it was her goal, but it was her goal that first semester to weed out anyone who shouldn't be in the music program. Yeah. And so her music theory class was was hard, and she was, was scary, and everyone was terrified of her because she had perfect pitch, she was, I mean, she's just brilliant, and, you know, she'd be like, how many sharps in the key of, you know... F sharp right. major and you know and you'd have to just like boom boom and if you didn't she'd be like too slow next and the, it was like that kind of a situation yeah. and so for the like the fact that she showed up and then wrote all of these really lovely thoughtful notes for you yeah it was... how, how kind and how how just intentional and how lovely like oh, this is amazing for whatever reason i connected with her and she showed me so much grace. I had mm-hmm. never studied a lick of music theory before coming to college um, and learned how to read music in two weeks, essentially. And and she just looked out for me the whole time. And I don't know why, um, yeah. <laughs> um, but, but she was so nice. And she gave me maybe the nice, like as far as artistic compliments I've ever gotten, she said, you write wonderful melodies and I will never forget oh, that. And it was so oh succinct gosh. and that's that's what she told me and, and I was like, Oh I'll I'll remember that one. Thank you. Oh my gosh. So yeah. That was uh, that was yeah, that was a wonderful night. Um, hmm. yeah. There you go. Do you think that was the start of cause you have this mentality philosophy of like if you have an idea for a creative project, like just do it. And like, you know, like it's better to see something through and have it, you know, 
maybe not be exactly what you thought it would be or like it's just better to try like don't regret not trying to do something that you have a passion for do you think that that was maybe the start of that i do think it gave me a lot of confidence um mm. uh, and again uh, confidence might be a, a loose word in that terms because i i will uh self not defecate but deprecate myself um <laughs> uh, to the point where and usually it's done out of out of fun or whatever I, like I, I i think i don't think highly of myself but like i don't i don't put myself down that much in my own mind um i i think it gave me confidence to go out and try things there was a there was another kid who lived on our floor i don't i don't even remember his name at this point in time but uh, i was playing something once and, and he came out and was like wow, that, that's really good. Those those lyrics really mean something to me. And, like, I I probably don't even remember how, like, what those lyrics are anymore. But, mm-hmm. but like, if I think it gave me the mindset to where, like, if you can connect with one person and make something mean something to them, then it's probably worth it. Like, it doesn't really matter if that many people listen. It doesn't really matter if... Yeah. if people think you don't sing well it doesn't matter if if you say uh too much on a podcast or or whatever um if you can if you can uh in, impact one person in a positive way it's it's probably worth it so yeah. um yeah I, I do think some of that mindset came from came from those few months when we were kind of trying to piece all of that music together and and it was a lot of practice and it was a lot of um um writing on the fly and and it was it was really fun yeah Hmm. i i have something to propose as we get into our number four should we cut this off and do a second episode and it's just the last four i think we might have to yeah i think we're at 120 i think i think you might be right we have 45 seconds for each one and then we'll just no i'm just kidding that's horrible i know you'd never (laughs) want to do that i don't want to do that yeah I think that's a Let, great idea. I think we let's do that. that. So the second episode for this week is just gonna no no uh, intro or anything. It's just gonna mm-hmm. be jumping back into this. So um, yeah, jump so, right into it. So I'll cut this off right here and stay tuned for the second episode on like Tuesday, Wednesday, whenever it comes out. You don't know. I don't know. I don't know where you we live. We don't know. You don't know. <laughs> maybe if you were a sponsor and you were in our yeah, fan then club, we'd let maybe you, know. you would know. Yeah. You'd get a special email saying, hey, what day is better for you? Yeah, right, Tuesday right. Tuesday or Thursday for an episode to come out. And then you'd go, oh, well, I have another podcast on Tuesday. So Thursday would be better. And we go, okay, right. yeah, 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 for sure. Because That's you exactly pay what it would happen. Forty nine twenty five plus shipping and handling every month. You get to decide that it comes out on Thursday. That's right. Yeah. But you don't. So this the part two is going to come out when you want it to, when you don't know when it will come out. I didn't oh say boy. that right. I oh didn't boy. say that right. You really all self-defecated, right. didn't you? Uh-huh. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> all right. We'll talk to you all soon. Thank you for listening. Thanks, everyone. Bye. Bye.